Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. For Friday, August 5th, it is a nice weekend. The last weekend we will be without football for the next, like, six months. And uh, Thursday night's football game, a.k.a. Hall of Fame game, was a glorified scrimmage if you watch that. But next weekend... Preseason football begins in earnest when some starters will play. You can actually evaluate guys trying to make the roster. I didn't think, you know, Thursday night's game was anything special, so I did not watch it. My son had a basketball game for his summer league. Uh, My mom's in town. You know, I had that procedure done, and um, it's like just too many things happening for me to watch a glorified scrimmage. That being said, exciting news, not just me being on the herd today, Throughout the show, I'll be there with Cowherd. Should be fun. Check it out, FS1. But today's guest, a true legend. And I know we toss around the word legend a lot. But that's the only word that applies to Jimmer Fredette. James Taft Fredette. Yes, 
the BYU scoring impresario. Can I use that word there? I mean, this guy did everything at the college level. He, I think he led the country in scoring. He was a lottery pick. We talk about his NBA career and why it didn't really work out and whether or not he has like one last shot. But he went to the CBA, dominated, uh, went to the D-League, you know, all-star game MVP, went to China, dropped 75 points, went to Greece, uh, won the championship. Like, Jimmer Fredette has exceeded all expectations for like a 6'2 white kid coming out of Glen Falls, New York. He is just, he's a great story. I won't spoil how I got him to come on the podcast, but we do talk about it. Um, it's pretty funny. He is a super friendly guy. Guy's just a, a winner um, from his work ethic to his positivity and the way he looked at the NBA situation. Um, he got a rough hand. Listen, when you go to the Sacramento Kings, chances are good that it's not going to work out. The Kings are a dumpster fire, have always been. I think they have the longest playoff drought in the NBA, something like eight, 20 years or close to it. He was only on one good team in like his six-year run. He actually played with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, early sons, pre-Chris uh, Paul, obviously. It was back in 2019. And everybody knows Jimmer Fredette. All the guys that are under 25 now in the NBA were watching Jimmer Fredette torch college basketball. Um, just as Twitter was in its infancy back in like 2010, and Jimmer Fredette was the biggest deal in college hoops. He essentially had a Steph Curry vibe to him, you know? I mean, that's what the guy was doing. And, and the fact that he came on the podcast, just I was all excited. I know it's football season. Uh, there was no news on the LeBron front. Um, he met with the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. Nothing happened. And, um, you know, it, it, I just think there's a perfect time for a Jimmer Fredette interview. I do want to tease Monday's podcast. We have a big-time college football guest coming on. They talk a lot of gambling for college football. That is on Monday. So uh, it's coming up. You should enjoy it. But first, let's get to our guest, the one and only Jimmer Fredette. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire one of the probably the best college basketball players this century. You know, you you have Steph Curry on the list and a bunch of other great shooters, and Jimmer Fredette has to be on the list. Just a incredible star at BYU, played many years in the NBA for a bunch of teams, played internationally, <laughs> dropped seventy five in a game in China. Uh, <laughs> Jimmer Fredette, how are you, man? I'm good, Jason. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm honored that you'd come on to the podcast. I, I probably should give the backstory of how this happened. Very fortuitous. I've never met Jimmer, <laughs> never talked to him before, but somebody clipped off what you had done, I guess, in the first two games of uh, the, the tournament, uh, the TBT yeah. this summer. You were averaging like 25, just cooking guys. And and I, you know, put it on Instagram. I was like, Lakers got to give this guy a 10 day, you know, come on. It's something got to give him a look. And you responded to it. And I was like, hey, while well, I got you here, what about an interview? And I, I didn't know. But, I mean, Jimmer, do you do a lot of interviews? Not a ton. Not a ton. I mean, I definitely get a lot of requests for them. Um, you know, I, I definitely know some people that, um, that I like to do interviews with um, and everything. But I've seen your platform. I, I've, seen, I've seen what you do and, you know, decided to, uh, to jump, jump on with you. So I appreciate the opportunity. 
And, um, you know, it's always fun to, to be able to talk basketball, talk about the life and about what's going on and everything. So uh, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, I didn't know where we should start. I mean, obviously, uh, everybody knows your background. I mean, hell, you were on magazine covers, I think, when you were BYU. <laughs> I've got some notes here because I was going through your game logs at BYU. I saw you had 49 in a game at Arizona as a junior. And this was before – I don't think people were thinking of you as like an NBA guy because, I mean, you didn't have a ton of yeah. scholarship offers, if, if my research is correct. But you had 49 yeah. in Arizona, and they had the number – the eventual number two pick, Derek Williams, uh, on that team. Do you remember that game like vividly? Do you watch it on YouTube? Are you one of those guys? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't I don't watch it. Definitely okay. – I, I definitely not usually watching it. it. It comes up every once in a while on your feed or someone has watched it and kind of put it out there. But uh, it was an incredible game. I remember, um, you know, going into that building, obviously, a lot of history in that building, such a great program, um, had some really great players at the time, as you mentioned, with Derek Williams, some other guys, they were, they were very solid. I think they were top, you know, 10 in the country at that point. So they weren't expecting us to come in and play as well as we did. And we had a really good team. We played, uh, played super well, but I just was feeling it. It was one of the games, kind of like my coming out party before the actual coming out party. Um, but it actually kind of put me um, as a basketball player on the map, on the NBA radar, being like, oh, who is this kid uh, from BYU? What is this team doing? Um, you know, they're really good. We should check them out. So it was uh, it was an incredible time. It was one of the things I won't forget because the fans at the McHale Center actually uh, gave me a standing ovation, gave a standing ovation as we left uh, the game because they appreciated good basketball, which was fun to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's that got to be the feeling of of greatness, right? That was it looks like, you know, one of your first 15 games before the calendar even turned to 20, uh, 2010, it was still 2009, like over the holiday break. And I know those games can kind of get lost in the shuffle, Jimmer, but I'm just curious, do you recall what the reaction was? Did you start getting calls from like potential agents? Um, did you start thinking, I know you'd wanted to play in the NBA forever, but yeah. in Arizona by 30, dropping 49 in a game, it was one of those, okay, nine threes, mm -hmm. like we got something here. It definitely picked up a little bit for sure. Um, I had had uh, one agent that had been following me actually since I was like a sophomore in college before anybody did. And he's the agent that I actually ended up going with wow. <laughs> eventually Chris Evans with Octagon. But uh, yeah, it, that definitely started to get more notoriety, um, more interview calls. Um, you know, people knew, recognized me a little bit more and definitely, you know, agents were starting to pop up and starting to kind of plant some seeds, uh, you know, for the future. Yeah. And, you know, you had a pretty good NCAA tournament. You dropped 37 on Florida um, in a win in the first round double overtime game. And, you know, that was kind of like, OK, we've got to start for the following season. And then the next season, I, I, I still remember this game, Jimmer, when you went toe to toe with Kawhi Leonard, who was at San Diego State. It was like a top I think a top 10 matchup. Yeah, I'm almost it certain it was on ESPN. And you just, you know, you, you had 43 and it was just one of those. I remember because Twitter was in its infancy. And that was one of those games where it's like, holy cow, all these people are tweeting about a top 10 game between BYU and San Diego State. What? Yeah. And you, yeah. you you were going off, huh? Yeah, it was uh, it was a cool moment. I mean, uh, it was a, there was a ton of hype going into that game, like you said, because we were both top 10. Um, I think we both combined had maybe one loss. You know, I think they were undefeated. I think we had one loss or something like that. Um, and obviously they had Kawhi, who was highly touted, going to be a, a high draft pick and a lot of other guys on the team and, um, you know, kind of a clash of styles of how we play. 
um, and everything as well. Um, so people were anticipating it uh, and wanted to see the game. And, um, you know, you basically had everybody watching it. I mean, mm -hmm. at that point, Twitter had just started kind of, and, you know, people were tweeting about it. You had Kevin Durant tweeting about it. You had Nelly tweeting about it. You had, <laughs> you know, Steve Nash tweeting about it. I mean, people that you wouldn't, wouldn't even think of were watching the game because they were tuned in and excited to watch that matchup. And at that point, that's when it really kind of blew up for myself and for the team. Yeah, I want to ask, uh, at this point, you know, you're a marked man. Are guys talking a lot of trash to you at this stage? You know, you played for BYU, uh, you know, given, you know, the uh, Mormon background. Uh, are guys trying to get in your head at this point and get physical? Are they doing the trash talk? Or because you're like the leading scorer in the country, are people just like, yo, we, <laughs> I, I don't want to set this guy off? Yeah, depending on who you're playing. Yeah, obviously, sometimes there are guys that, you know, like to talk. And uh, some would talk in the media and some would talk on the court. Um, and then there are other guys who are, you know, more like, hey, I don't want to, you know, try to set them off. I'm just trying to stay in front and try to be more like friendly. You know what I mean? Almost take me off my game by, you know, being nice to me and everything. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't work as well for me because I'm a pretty nice guy. Usually I'm just nice right back to him and then just keep going on my way. So it's kind of how it works. But uh, yeah, definitely had some people and some guys that were, were trying to get into our head and to our team's head, obviously the, the fans, every arena we played at were, was sold out. And, um, you know, the fans were always going nuts, had yeah. signs, had chants, um, hit me up on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff before the game and try to get in your head, all those different types of things that are fun that comes along with college basketball. Uh, I I've read a lot about your work ethic and, you know, I've got two young kids, and I, I'm trying hard, Jimmer. Obviously, listen, uh, my my family doesn't have a lot of NBA players in it or anything close. <laughs> but I, I want them to be athletic, uh, the benefits of playing team sports, being social, you know, working together toward a goal, all that stuff. But it seems like you had significantly older siblings and yep. you were able to play with them. Uh, you know, I I know people joke like, oh, that kid was born eight years later. He's a mistake. Ha, ha, ha. And they you know, <laughs> parents joke about it. But for your situation, it almost worked out perfectly, right? Because, you know, your family supported you from a young age and then they watch you doing this in college. Did you start yeah. thinking by senior year, like, holy cow, this kid's got the work ethic. He can score good kid, great background. Like, were you thinking, all right, I'm an, I'm an NBA player. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought that ever since I was super young and it was probably super na naive of me to think of that coming from, you know, small town upstate New York and, given the way that I look and it's not super athletic and, you know, all these things, but I always had that belief. And, you know, I just kind of, I think that was one of the reasons why I was able to make it. I, I truly believe the power of, of being able to think things into and speak things into existence is, is powerful if you truly believe it. And then you go out and you actually work hard for it. Right. And I think for me, I always tell kids, you know, um, my, my parents and my brother, um, they were a huge help to me, um, but they never forced me to go play it was always me that wanted to go do it. Like I was the one that had the internal drive of like, Hey, I need to get better today. I want to go work on my game. And I played all other sports. I played football. I played baseball, but even during those seasons, I knew that I wanted to play basketball and I'd have to still get my work in uh, to be able to, you know, get better. Um, but yeah, I mean, they supported me throughout my career. I give credit to my brother who was seven years older than me. Um, you know, he wasn't, uh, jealous. He wasn't any of those things. You know what I mean? When he saw me starting to get notoriety, he was right there with me trying to push me to get better every day and saw, you know, that, uh, drive in me, um, and knew that I wanted it. So he, he kept pushing me, kept supporting me, kept helping me throughout the career. 
uh, which was a huge help for me just to know that I had that type of support and background from my family, knowing that I, uh, that I could do it. So it, it was a whole collective team effort. So in the nature versus nurture discussion, it, it sounds like you are kind of straddling the fence there because, you know, y- your dad wasn't a former basketball player, I'm assuming. Yeah. It sounds like no. on your mom's side, there were some athletes, but I mean, nothing of this level. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It was, uh, yeah, definitely. We had athletic genes, uh, but I knew I wasn't going to be super tall. Um, you know, my family's just not, you know, around six feet or so is the tallest. I'm one of the tallest in the family now, probably the tallest in the family. Um, and we had athletic genes. Uh, my uncle Lee Taft, uh, he's actually been an athletic trainer for his whole life. So that was one of the things that definitely, uh, I have to give credit to with him. I've been working out from a young age. So I learned how to move my body the best way that I could. Right. So Mm -hmm. I've got every single ounce of athleticism that I possibly could out of my body to be able to be the best shape I could be in, but also be able to move the way that I could. So even if I'm not the fastest, I can stop the quickest and I can move and do all of these things really, really well. That's something that's really, really important in basketball to be able to be shifty and kind of move your body and, and that herky jerky type game, stop and start quickly. So I did all worked on all of those things growing up so that I could, uh, you know, stop on a dime and shoot a shot you know, and have that core strength and all those things. So I worked on that a lot uh, growing up and uh, continue to do that to this day. That's interesting because a lot of people have the quick twitch discussion. Like, can you develop those if you don't ought to already have them? And it sounds, did you, do you, you think you had them? You just needed to activate them through this training with your uh, relatives. Yeah. I mean, obviously some people have more than others, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just genetics, the way that it works. Some people are going to have more quick twitch than others, but I do believe that you can get them better um, and get them to the best that you can get them. Right. So if you don't work on them, you're not going to get to the potential that you need to get to. But if you work on them, you're going to get faster. If you work on them, you're going to be able to jump a little bit higher. Now you you may not be able to dunk the way you want to, or those types of things, but you can move your body the best way that you can move your body. And if you can do that, you'll become as you'll become athletic, right? You'll become athletic. You'll be able to move the way you want to. You'll be able to play the way you want to. Um, But it's about putting in that work and getting the best effort out of your body. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So I want to ask, like, you dominated high school, obviously, but still the big boys didn't come calling. Uh, it sounds like it came down to BYU versus Siena. Obviously, Division One programs, yeah. no, no question. But it wasn't like, you know, Duke and North Carolina. No. And then you torch college basketball, and it's getting ready for NBA time. And, you know, were you I, – I don't recall that process in 2011. The draft had, you know, Kyrie Irving and then a bunch of guys who didn't really pan out or do much. And then yeah. you you felt a tenth. I'm mostly curious about the process leading up to it. Um, yeah. Was there like what was it like for a guy like you? You know, you said six two, not as athletic in workouts. Yeah. Like, did you go up against Kyrie Irving in any <laughs> workouts? Did you go up against Clay Thompson no. or anything? No, uh, not those two specifically. Um, you know, in, in workouts, um, especially if you're a top pick, a lot of times you just do workouts by yourself. Yeah. You don't even go against other people or anything like that. Um, but I kind of just went up against whoever, you know, was there. Um, I, I did five workouts. I knew that I was going to go somewhere between like seven and 15. Like that was the Intel that we were getting. So I worked out for five different teams within that range. Um, because I didn't feel like I needed to, to overreach and, yeah. you know, underreach, like I put for those five teams and then worked out, uh, with whoever they brought in. So I, I remember with the Phoenix suns, uh, for example, um, it was, just me and Iman Shumpert. And that was it. And Iman Shumpert, you know, super great athlete, big, strong, physical guy, um, really good defender, you know, that type of a player. And it was just me versus him. And they had us playing one-on-one the whole time, full court, one-on-one half court, court, one-on-one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for a guy like me, that's difficult, right? Like that's not necessarily my game to go up against, you know, a great athlete like Iman to be able to play, but they don't necessarily care about you and how you do. They want to see how competitive you are, right? They want to see if you're going to actually get down there and actually try as hard as you can and 
put in your full effort and be like, Hey, can you, can he, can he at least make him turn a couple of times? And is he competitive? Is he trying to win the game? Is he just, just letting him go? You know, all of these things. And I think that, um, you know, helps when you have, um, you know, workouts like that and you just show your competitiveness and go out there and play and they know I can shoot. They know I can score. They just wanted to see my competitiveness. Right. And then had a couple, I had a workout against Kimba and some other guys, at the time. Um, and you know, it was, a, it was a fun process. Obviously it's tiring. Some guys are going for 20, 25 workouts. They're working out for almost every team because they're on the fringe and they're trying to get, yeah. you know, and that, and that gets really tough and time consuming and also really tiring for a lot of these guys. And I was in a fortunate spot where I could pick and choose a little bit more, but it was still a great process. I enjoyed it. Um, and you know, obviously it worked out, it worked out well for me in, in, in the process. I'm curious what it's like to go up against Kemba, like and and Shumpert. Are these guys cool? Or are they like, man, I, I'm I'm just going to destroy this little white kid and and, and move <laughs> on, you know, become a star? Like, yeah. does it get heated and competitive when you guys are like, is there trash talk? Is there shoving? Any incidents like that? Yeah, there definitely can be. Um, they're all good guys, though. I mean, obviously, when you're off the court, when you're talking with them, we're both we're all in the same situation, uh, so we kind of understand each other better than you know, just a normal person would they are going through the grind of the draft and, um, trying to figure out, you know, where we're going to be. And, and obviously, um, so when we're in the locker room, everything's cool, but when you get out there, obviously if you're competing, you're competing. Yeah. And, but most guys can, most guys can turn it on and off pretty well. Like when you're on the court, you're out there and you're competing and, you know, you take no prisoners, but once you get off the court, you can be friends again and kind of just, you know, dap each other up and say, Hey, that was great. Good work congratulations hope you you know hope you get drafted where you want to get drafted to you know ultimately we're we're all trying to reach that same goal but it's a it's professional sports is an interesting thing because at any time someone's trying to take your position but you're also teammates right so you're trying to have a balancing act of um supporting your team and supporting your teammates but also not wanting that guy to take your position you know so it's an interesting uh interesting dynamic but it's uh it's fun I ask about the the draft workouts because I think the most memorable story I heard was the Curry versus Tyreek Evans one. Well, a couple of years before you where um, they made Tyreek Evans play Steph Curry one-on-one. And that's similar to you, you know, in the yeah. Steph Curry mold. And Curry got destroyed and they were like, oh, we got to take Tyreek Evans. We I mean, just yeah. killed Steph Curry. And it's like, you know, you came along at a time before, I don't want to give Brad Stevens too much credit, but Brad Stevens is kind of the positionless basketball guy, right? Yeah. He's like, you got the yeah. ball handlers, you got the wings, you got the bigs. As opposed yeah. to, is Jimmer a point guard or is he For a sure. shooting guard? Is Because you were kind of in the, in, sure. the in between, right? Like I was totally in the in-between and they talked about it constantly. It was a really big issue, right? Well, do I play one or do I play two? Who does he guard? Does he guard a one? Does he guard a two? Does he break the ball up or does he just say off ball and shoot? And they were, they were for sure big on that when I was coming out, which, yeah, obviously unfortunate for, for someone like me who was kind of a tweener who kind of did a little bit of both. Um, and, you know, I uh, was just trying to figure out, you know, what they wanted me to do. And I'd get a lot of uh, different, um, you know, signals saying, oh, you want, they want me to do, be just a point guard and like get, get the guys into the offense, do that. And then they'd be like, well, no, actually now we want you to shoot. We want you to be off the ball and that type of stuff. So I was trying to figure that out as we were going. And, you know, today it's like, Hey, you either can handle the ball or you can shoot it, whatever it is, you can do it all, which is, uh, which is a little bit more like my game for sure. hundred percent. Um, so, you know, listen, I, I'm not one to bash franchises, but Jimmer, you could not have had a worse, uh, landing spot than Sacramento. (laughs) I mean, one of the worst organizations in the league. I know you're, I don't expect you to bash them, but 
you know, you land and say, you go to Sacramento. Obviously, they loved you. You know, I saw the Jersey yeah. sales numbers like you were the king there. But uh, no pun intended on King King, huh? But, um, <laughs> you know, Jimmer, I mean, this is an organization that can't, hasn't been able to get out of its way. And I looked at the roster and it was it seems like all me first kind of guys. You know, let's be honest here. What was that like as a rookie going into a locker room with like Demarcus Cousins and some of these guys? You know, it was, it was definitely different, you know, obviously coming from BYU, we were so team first oriented. Yeah. We had such a, we had such a brotherhood, um, you know, obviously college athletics is kind of like that and in general, but we had such a great team and we're playing for each other, had a, such a great experience. And then, you know, you go to Sacramento Kings and uh, we were all super young too. Yeah. We were all super young. And, you know, at that point, um, you know, guys trying to figure out their place in the league and trying to get to their next contract. Um, you know, trying to do all of these things. Um, and we didn't really have a whole lot of leadership, uh, right? They were trying to sell the team at that time. Um, you know, there was actually a lockout in 2011 when we came out. Um, so there was no summer league. Uh, there was no workouts or anything like that. I couldn't, you know, be at the Kings facility um, the whole summer, all the way through until after November. Uh, then we started and they're like one couple couple days of training camp and then you're on Wait, and you, uh, what was it like living in sacramento there when you can't play basketball <laughs> i wasn't living in sacramento at the time i was actually i stayed in at byu and just was working out everyone was kind of staying at their own place because you literally couldn't go to their facility uh, to work out so because of that no one was there we were all in our own places mm. um you know doing that so and then once we got into the season um you know coach westfall um who was the the coach that uh, drafted me he got fired two weeks into the season and, and then a new, you know, interim head coach comes in, they're trying to sell the team and the, you know, Jeff Petrie was the GM at the time. And he knew that they were selling the team and didn't know what was going to happen. So it was kind of all in flux at that time, really. Um, and we played like it, honestly, we played like a disorganized or disorganized team um, who, you know, didn't really have necessarily an identity, um, you know, but <laughs> it's, it's not like it was just me in that situation. There's other guys yeah. in the situation as well. And there's been a lot of guys in that situation throughout professional sports. It's just the the way that it works. Sometimes you don't get enough, you don't get to pick where you're drafted and, and all of these things. You just got to roll with the punches and do the best mm -hmm. that you possibly can with it. And I'm proud of how I've been able to handle it and continue to move forward in my career. But I mean, a thousand percent, I think, you know, and that's the other thing I'm trying to drill into my kids. Like, Hey, life is going to throw some crap at you. It's not the yeah. crap. It's how you handle the crap. And you pretty much dealt with it pretty well. You know, you got, you were on Sacramento, Chicago, the Pelicans, uh, the Knicks, a bunch of yep. teams. And then I, the, the one story that I, I am curious about is uh, the Spurs called you to come out and yeah. then you were with them. And then I guess just talk about how that went, because that was kind of a big turning point in your uh, bas basketball life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was, I got a call from the Spurs, um, and wanted me to come out and, and I'll basically, you know, be a free agent to try out for the, for the team. Right. They had a couple, they had like one spot available and they were bringing three guys in that they were really had a shot to make the roster me being one of them. Um, and then there was a couple other guys. So we, we went in, I was there for about two months, uh, working out all summer, you know, with the guys and, and just putting my best foot forward doing the best that I could. Um, well, could but I at ask that time, real quick, Jimmer, could I yeah. ask real quick, um, did they, were they up front with you and said, Hey, it's basically you, Joe and Mike are battling for one spot. Did they say that or not really? Yeah. Yeah, no, they were pretty upfront with us. You know, like my agent would talk with them and he's saying, listen, this, these are the guys that, uh, that you have, 
um, that are basically going for this spot. Right. So it's, I knew that going in um, and which was, which was totally fine with me. I was like, all right, I'm going to try to go in here and try to win the position. Right. And and do the best I could. Um, You know, but I will say this at that time, honestly, I'd been beat, I'd been beaten up a little bit mentally just with the, you know, going Mm -hmm. through the rounds of the NBA. And I didn't feel like I was my best self, honestly, at that point. And uh, so it was tough. It was tough for me. And uh, I ended up getting uh, called into coach Popovich's office and they ended up letting me go. And uh, it's the first time I had been cut from a, a basketball team before in my life. Right. Like most of the time you're, you know, you're one of the better players, you're kind of growing up and all these things. And then all of a sudden you get cut from a team and you're just like, man, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, the, what do I do now? I guess I go home and I wait for a call. Right. And that's when, um, you know, the opportunity to, you know, I played in the G league for a while, but the opportunity to go overseas and play in China uh, arose and uh, you know, decided to take full advantage of it. It's almost like, you know, things happen for a reason and you going to China, I'm sure when your agent tells you, Hey, Jimmer, there's a chance in China, you can make some money. You're probably like, yep. you, were you married at the time or no? Yeah, I was, I was married at the time and I uh, had a kid that was, you know, on the way. She oh, was pregnant. My wife was pregnant for my so, first, but- <laughs> my first baby. Yep. How do you sell China on the wife? Uh, now this was before China was the situation it is now. Yeah, um, it was, it was yep. 2017, 16 or 17. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. 2017, I believe it was. Yep. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was an inspired decision. I think on my part, you know, I'm a pretty religious person. So I just tried to think about it and, and, and pray about it and work, work through it, you know, write down my pros and cons of all the stuff. Cause I had everybody calling from Europe to Australia to, you know, everywhere over in Asia and, you know, could have, you know, picked where I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, for some reason, Shanghai was the place that stuck with me. Um, uh, Yao Ming was actually the owner of the team at the time. Um, and they had an American head coach. His name was Brian Gorgian. And I spoke with him a lot and I felt really comfortable with Brian. Um, he just, you know, made me feel good about the situation and, you know, knew, knowing that he was going to be there, there was an American trainer over there at the time and everything. So, and, and he knew, told me that Shanghai is such a great city. It's very international, much different than a lot of places in China. So you're going to feel a lot better here. Uh, so I decided to do it and, you know, I, I could have gone one of two ways, right. When the Spurs, you know, cut me, I could have been like, all right, sulked about it and been like, forget it. You know, like, I'm not going to really try, or I'm going to try to just go over and get my money and come back and not really do it. Or you could take the second option and be like, all right, I'm going to make the best out of this that I possibly can. I'm going to immerse myself in the team and the culture, really get to know the guys, get to know China, Shanghai, get to know the fans and go out there and try to win MVP and, and bring our team to the playoffs and do all of these things and try to really uh, go out and try to dominate the best I could. And, and that's, that was my mindset. It's like, Hey, you know, you're got thrown a curveball, but yeah. it's an opportunity for you to do something great in another place and try to take advantage of it. Dude, that's crazy. I, I mean, not that you really care, but uh, you know, I, I, basketball was my number one sport growing up. I mean, I was better at soccer, but I loved hoops. I, I tried out for the freshman team and I was stunned that I didn't make it. Not that I was really good. And my parents were like, well, you really like sports. Why don't you go work at the local newspaper? So as soon as I turned 16, I got a job like covering sports at the local paper that led to media. And, you know, it's really how you respond to things. And, you know, I I built a thriving career. You kind of did all right in China, right? I mean, (laughs) dropped 75 in a game. And I I don't know what I'm just more outside of the basketball. Real quick, what was the life like in China? Did you feel like safe and everything? Was it, uh, you know, uh, okay for you and the family? 
Yeah. So my, uh, my wife would come over every once in a while. Like that first year was tough because she was pregnant because, uh, you know, she couldn't fly past a certain date and we didn't want to have the baby over in China. So she was, wasn't there most of the time, but she had been over there, um, you know, several times after I played, you know, four years in China. So, um, but honestly, yeah, I mean, I felt safe as far as that's concerned. Um, you know, like you can like the Chinese people are, they're, they're really great people. They, they're, they're awesome to be around. They're fun. Um, they're just trying to live their life, right? They're just, they don't really worry about kind of what's going on around them and surrounding them as far as politics and all that stuff is concerned. They, they know they don't have a whole lot of, you know, say as far as that's concerned. So they kind of just go out and, and have fun and be the best that they can be. But one thing that I will say is that they're, if you give them respect, they're going to respect you back. And I think that that's what I've really found. So I tried to get to know my teammates and some of them spoke great English and some of them didn't speak very good. You know what I mean? So it just kind of depended, but I tried to, you know, go out of my way to take them out to lunch or to hang out with them during, you know, road trips and talk with them and get to know about their families. They're very family oriented people. Um, you know, so I, I, I enjoyed living there. I mean, Shanghai, like you said, like I said, is the most international city you can get there. Uh, they have a Shake Shack, they have Cheesecake Factory, they have, you know, uh, Disney, Disney World, you right. know, they have a Disney, you know, have all of that stuff there. So you can find if you didn't want to eat Chinese food, you could eat anything that you wanted anyway. So I felt comfortable. And I, you know, just decided to, you know, try to figure out and go around the city as much as I could get to know it. And, you know, since I was there a lot by myself, figure out what Shanghai had to offer. So it was a lot of fun. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You went to Greece uh, for a minute and then back yeah. to China. I guess was it was the second China trip during COVID or no? Yeah, yeah, it was. And that was that was tough. That was probably the toughest year that I've had basketball wise, um, you know, because we were in a bubble the full season. So oh, we went over there. We didn't know that it was going to be a bubble the full season. We thought it was going to be only a, for the beginning months, but then it just continued to snowball into, you know, basically the whole season. So we were in a Chinese hotel for seven months and we, we couldn't leave the hotel. You had to just sit in the hotel and wait for the games. And then they'd bust you to the game and practice. And then you'd come back and that was it. So we ate Chinese hotel food for seven months. So I ate rice, broccoli, and chicken breast literally every day for oh. seven months. Didn't get to see my family and two kids, not one time. Um, you know, it was really difficult for all of us that was in that position um, so that was really, really hard. And they wanted us to, to come back and do that again last year. And I just said, I couldn't do it. So I, yeah, I didn't go back last year and do that with, with the situation. So now I'm sure some people will hear that Jimmer and say, dude, they're offering you a lot of money. Uh, you know, you, I don't know if I haven't looked up the salary. I'm assuming yeah. it's, you know, seven figures or something big, but yeah. you know, turning down that money and you're still in kind of your prime years to maximize playing hoops. Right. So yeah. you didn't play last year. Now you did yeah. play uh, this summer in the, in the, TBT, but yeah, I don't. What what does the future hold for basketball and Jimmer Fredetti? You, I can't imagine you're not going to go into coaching, right? I mean, (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. The coaching thing, I've been asked that a lot. The coaching thing is, you really want to have, you have to really want to do that full time in order to do that because there's a you you actually spend more time as a coach than you do as a basketball player, right? Like you're in the film sessions, you know, you're recruiting. If you're in college, um, you know, you're traveling a lot. And I have three young kids at this point. So I don't know if I'll get into that right away uh, for sure. Um, But um, as far as playing is concerned, I'm kind of just waiting out and seeing, you know, I want to, if it's going to be be playing next year, it's going to take the right situation, right? I'm in a fortunate spot in my career where I don't necessarily have to worry about financial decisions. um, As far as that's concerned, Um, it's more about lifestyle uh, fit Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, having fun. Um, and being able to have my yeah. family come over and see and, and, and not be away from them for too long. So I'm, I'm in a good spot. I have people that are definitely calling from all over the place. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be able to, to make a decision of what it is that I want to do, but I've, you know, definitely been, you know, I've been living my life as if I haven't been playing basketball for the last year and a half or so. And it's been really fun and been working on some other things. It's been a, it's been a good time. I do wonder, um, 
you know, there, there's a guy named, uh, I think, Chip England, known as the shot doctor. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he was with fixed... us. In soccer. He was with us in the Spurs. No way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was with the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. he's the guy credited with fixing Kawhi Leonard's shot. Have you yeah. ever been approached about being a shot doctor, which seems like <laughs> a little bit of an easier job? You don't have yeah. to watch film. You just go yeah, out and coach exactly. a guy's shot. That's a good that's a good point. I haven't been approached by have not been approached by a team. I definitely get a lot of people that hit me up on Instagram or people that I know that are like, hey, can you train my kid or can yeah, you come right. look at their shots and, <laughs> and try to fix their shot, that type of thing. And I, I was like, yeah, I've, and I've done it some of that with some kids that I know. But I do, you know, some some social media posts about some basketball tips and everything mm-hmm. that I that I do because I, I think it's good to be able to get give some knowledge back to the kids and everything. But uh, so we'll see. That would be a, that would honestly be a better path for me to be like a, a skills guy, you know, mm-hmm. someone that can go in and, and be a player development person. I've yeah. done a lot of that in my life because I've worked at it. You know, I've had to work at it a lot. Um, so I know a lot of tricks of the trade to be able to score the basketball for sure. I, I guess well, we could wrap up with this. You're in Colorado. Uh, there's a certain NBA team out there that is <laughs> a legit contender. They have yeah. a great, great passing big man. Yes, I, I just, do. you know, and again, you never want to look back on what might have been. I hate doing that. I used to do it a lot. Now it's just totally pointless. But you know, I look <laughs> yep. back at your, the rosters you played on, Jimmer. You were never really with any good players other than, I mean, Anthony Davis was probably the best guy you played with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony was Anthony was great. Um, obviously a great player. That was a good team. We had a good team. We had Drew Holiday there. We had Eric Gordon. Yeah. Um, you know, we were a really solid team and ended up making the playoffs that year, which was great. But uh, yeah, I mean, I played in the, the Chicago Bulls system with Tibbs, which was, uh, um, you know, would have been a great system for me, honestly, if, if I was able to get on the court and play more. He just had his seven guys that he was oh, playing, yeah. right? And, and then he doesn't play anybody else, yeah. um, you know, at that, at that point. But I loved that team and that system. They, they, that would have worked well for me, I think, because they were so defensive-oriented with Joaquin Noah, Taj Gibson in the back end, being able to help out so well with Jim, and Jimmy Butler and then being mm-hmm. able to just focus on scoring. Uh, but that's what DJ Augustine was. He was there, you know, before me and that's what his role was, um, you know, that type of deal. But yeah, I mean, for sure, uh, obviously Jokic is incredible. I mean, I, I get to go and play with the Nuggets during the off season because they look for guys to come in and work oh, out really? with and everything. So I get to go, I have gone in there and played with him and some of the guys a lot. So I know, I know coach Malone, I worked, played with for him at Sacramento uh, for my third season there. So I know him really well in the coaching staff. They're great guys, great people. And they're doing such a good job over there, player development wise. Um, and Jokic is just an unbelievably special talent. And it would be amazing to play with someone yeah. like that. It makes your, your job a lot easier as a shooter. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a GM, I look at that roster and I say, okay, where's the veteran leadership? Like who's won stuff at any level there? Like Jamal Murray, I love him. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. We'll see yeah. at the end Jokic, obviously MVP, but I look at the bet. I'm like, where are the veterans? And yeah. that's where I, I just wonder about a guy like you. Like we've seen Rondo, high IQ player, locker yeah. room leader, just come into teams for the playoffs and he turns into playoff Rondo. I don't know. Do you still have envisions about dreams about that stuff? Or, you know, at this stage, are you like, hey, whatever, I don't even care. Yeah, at this point, it's like, you know, I, I've been through the ringer for a lot of this. So yeah. it's like, 
you know, you kind of just get to a point where you're like, I, yeah, I mean, obviously if an NBA team calls me, I'd love to, to be a part of it. And, you know, I, I feel like I can still play, you know, at that level, I, I, I can shoot the basketball, I can score the basketball, but I'm also a guy that's going to work hard and do the right things on and off the court. Right. So like you said, so a veteran guy that's, that can help with the younger guys, just learn, teach them how to work, honestly, teach them how to work, how to get better off the court, um, how to, how to work out, how to train, how to, you know, eat and, and do the right things and then be able to be a guy that provides something on the court, but also, you know, almost be like a, another coach out there, you know, yeah. on, on the bench. I mean, those are, those are valuable guys for sure. Um, and there's a lot of them in the NBA and most teams have at least one of them. Um, you know, so if someone wants to call me and have me be that yeah. role, I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> you know, LeBron and the Lakers are going to need some shooters. They got no shooting, but uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, <Jimmer. for> sure. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for taking the time, man. Congrats on all your success in life and basketball and everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, good, good luck with whatever the future holds, man. I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks. This was fun. And we'll talk to all state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 